Greetings to all my cool cats and cool kittens. They try to copy our style, but they stay frostbitten. You are now tuning to the sounds of MaximumFM.ca. It is your man, DM Cool. And welcome to Cool Radio. What we doing? You can catch me on your TV, even on the radio. My mama is a blind spot, and I'm on your way go. We invaded airwaves. Hold up, why them haters mad? Ain't no stopping us, ain't no topping us. They be watching us, we so prosperous. Ain't no stopping us, ain't no topping us. They be watching us, we so prosperous. Oh, you didn't know? Your ass better call somebody! Indeed, indeed. Tell your friend to tell a friend that we're live on the airways right now. <clears throat> Excusez-moi. And we have a lot to get to on tonight's docket. I will be holding it down on the solo dolo tip for tonight, but no worries because I got y'all covered. So first and foremost, uh, we got to talk about Nigeria and how they totally slayed their performance tonight against Iceland. Um, we got to talk about... Uh, Jay-Z and Beyonce's new album. We got to go into a further in-depth discussion about the death and murder of Triple X Tentacion, as well as a, a myriad of things. Uh, but before we get to all that, you guys already know that I had to get some stuff off of my chest. So that being said, it's time to let that ish breathe. Let this bitch breathe! Now, before I, what I, before what I want to get into as far as let that ish breathe... Again, I, I just want to shout out Nigeria, Team Nigeria, the Super Eagles, Team Niger, uh, for their, their win against uh, Iceland today, 2-0. Both fantastic goals from uh, Ahmed, Mo- or, sorry, Ahmed, um, uh, whoa, 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 why am, I block- why am I blanking out right now? Why am I blanking out right now? Musa, sorry, I was going to say Moses. I was going to say Moses. That, that's, the, uh, that's the player from Chelsea, my bad. No, Ahmed Musa. Ahmed Musa, my, my, my bad. <laughs> sorry, I was so hyped up that I almost forgot the name for a second. <laughs> but no worries. Shout out to him. Shout out to the entire Nigerian team. Um, they're, still, they're still well alive in the tournament. A win against Argentina on Tuesday will secure their place into the second round. A tie between Argentina on Tuesday, maybe, maybe. It depends on the outcome between Croatia and Iceland on Tuesday as well. So there's a lot riding on Tuesday's um, group finale performances. So hopefully, let's leave no stone unturned. Let's crush Argentina right now while their morale is still down because these guys are all out of sorts right now, and it's important to attack them while they're weak. Messi's one of the greatest players in the world right now, but his medal is being questioned. Just go into them. Like the way they attacked Croatia today in the second half. First half I wasn't able to watch. I was at the second half. I was at the barbershop watching the second half. Shout out to my man's Jamar and Michael, Urban Barbers down in Oakville. Make sure you go check them out. Their cuts are fresh, as you can see. Well, you can't see it right now because you're listening live, but when you see the Instagram pictures, you'll know what I mean. Um, but yeah, they gotta crush them to the dirt. Do not Waste this opportunity, crush them into the dirt, and then advance into in, into the knockout stages. But nonetheless, shouts to them. And as celebration of their victory today, all the artists that I will be playing, as far as their music is concerned, will be all of Nigerian descent. So their backgrounds are Nigerian. I don't care if they're hip-hop artists. I don't care if they're Afrobeat. I don't care if they're R&B. If you are Niger, if it's you know, 50%, 100%, 
2%. <laughs> Either way, you will be getting play. So I have I have them on deck for today. Uh, but nonetheless, let me get into my main topic now for Let That Ish Breathe, man. I want to talk about Donald Trump, all right? And we're going to touch on him, or rather, yeah, his mistress, later on near the tail end of the show. Wink, wink. Um, basically, this whole separating the, the, the children from their parents thing as far as detaining these children because they're parents decided to cross the border illegally listen man like i'm not surprised that trump is being a tyrannical dickhead with his power and his abuse of power i should say but he's just taking it to a new low right now like this man is separating children and putting them in basically what are now makeshift internment camps as far as i'm concerned because putting children into a cage locking them up is prison. They they look like prisoners of war right now. They his little holding facility, whatever he wants to call it, looks like a POW camp right now. The joke is when I look at that and I look at the way he's systematically dividing, you know, the children away from the elders, this is Willie Lynch mixed with Adolf Hitler. The man is basically putting these kids into mini concentration camps or internment camps as I said earlier. All the meanwhile, separating them uh, from the from the rest of the men and the women, basically. And this is a tactic that Willie Lynch used when it when it came to holding slaves. He separated the men from the women, and also the women from the children, and also separated the light skinned people from the dark skinned people. This is very similar to what Donald Trump is doing right now, and Trump is basically a new age fascist. Now, of course. There are some fascists who have come along the way within the recent years, as far as recent decades go, but Trump is by far the biggest one right now because he's the leader of the largest superpower in the world, and this is how he's handling his situation when it comes to illegal immigrants and keeping the Mexicans off of the borders because of his own inherent racist, racist attitudes and also his discrimination towards people who don't look like him. And this is very sad to see because... America is supposed to be the land of the free and the home of the brave, but Trump is making it look like the home of the imprisoned and the land of the cowards. That's essentially what it looks like right now because him being the head of state, these are his laws, these are his actions, and these actions speak for the country as a whole because you as the president or as the leader of your nation, any nation that, that you're in, you are looked upon as the figurehead of your nation. When people say America... You as a figurehead are what they look at and what they think about. So when they think about North Korea, they, they think about Kim Jong-un. When they think about Canada, they think about Justin Trudeau. When they look at America, they're going to think Donald Trump and look at what he's doing. Look at what he's done since he's been in office. This is just the latest antic of it. And it's it just amazes It's going to – I think it's going to amaze me if, you know, if he continues this consistent – track uh track record of ineptitude and somehow some way he still gets voted in for a second term if that happens then america i'm sorry but if you allow that to happen then part of my french but you ain't shit i'm sorry you ain't shit there is no way that outside of people that he's friends with and what have you should be voting this guy back in office for a second term. It should be a landslide as far as the opposition winning in the, in the next uh, uh, federal election. It should be as far as people not voting for Trump because look at what he's doing right now. 
You cannot tell me that you can tolerate this for another four years. I mean, he's called African nations and Caribbean nations shithole countries. He tried to detain people at, at airports for as far as people of Muslim countries are concerned. And now he's keeping children, children away from their parents at the border because of stupid immigration laws. You've got to be kidding me. Like, it's one thing if America has detained families as a whole, as one unit, for trying to cross over the border illegally. It's one thing if they try to detain a family as a whole. But now you're separating the children from their parents? It's like you're, you're, it's like you're punishing the kids and they have no idea why they're being punished. This is inhumane. And this is what's going to happen. I know a lot of people are going to be like, oh, you know, DM, you're being a little extra or you're, you're, you're kind of hype right now and all that. But no, just hear me out for a second. In 10, 20 years, 15, 10 to 20 years, who knows, you know, and Lord willing, you know, this person or these people won't take it to that route. But what Trump is doing right now, he is creating a whole bunch of killmongers. And this is what I mean. All right. Now, we've all seen Black Panther, I hope, because if not, then spoiler alert. Killmonger, or Eric Stevens, a.k.a. Njidaka, was separated from his father, and not only from his father, but basically from his native homeland, because the king at that time did not want the rest of the world to know what their secrets are, because at that time, Wakanda was an isolationist nation. And basically... Njidaka was wronged by the king at that time for killing his father and leaving him stranded there and leaving him for dead. He became an orphan at the time. I'm sure he bounced around from group home to group home. And then eventually what ended up happening was he trained, he, he trained in the military. He became a black ops expert. He became a mercenary. And then eventually he ended up usurping the throne to become the king of Wakanda. Mind you, it was for 24 hours. But nonetheless, the point still stands that that young boy had revenge on his mind the entire time from when his father was killed up until when he became a grown-ass man. And he did not care who was in his way. He was going to kill whoever was in the way of his ambition. And Trump right now, and he may not even realize it, and hell, he might even be dead and gone by the time this happens, but he's creating a generation of children who are going to have bitter feelings towards America to the point where they make it they may take it to an extremist standpoint to the point where his you know his you know dissertations about illegal immigrants being dangerous and and criminals some of that may actually seep into their minds and they may take actions the wrong way now I pray to God that that does not happen I hope they can be more diplomatic with how they decide to you know avenge whatever lost or hardship that may have come their way, you know, through through the legal system, through all that stuff. But at the end of the day, they are creating a mentality for these children that if something were to happen to them during these troubling times, then whatever action they take, in their mind, they may find it justifiable. But in reality, we don't know. It could go either option A or option B. And that's all I'm saying. So Trump... I know he signed a, 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 an agreement to say, you know, not to separate the kids anymore and all that good stuff. But he only did that because the U.N. was up his ass, because the U.N. was about to give him that smoke 
for what he was doing, and rightfully so. But at the end of it all, Trump needs to smarten up. He is a bad president. He's a terrible president. I don't know my uh, my American history all that deep, but I wouldn't be surprised or feel you know aloof of saying that this man may be the worst president that we've ever seen in in modern history. Even worse than the presidents who condoned and 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 employed slavery. Who knows? It could be up for debate at that point. George Washington, all of those people. It could be up for debate at that point. But either way, Trump needs to fix up real quick. Do you guys agree with me? Do you guys disagree? Is Trump running an internment camp, which is a cross between Willie Lynch and, and Adolf Hitler? I definitely think so. But do you believe so? Either way, hit me up on social media at Cool Radio CC and share your thoughts. Come out after the commercial break, man. We got to get into this discussion about Triple X Tentacion, what his legacy is going to be like, how we should feel following his untimely death, and all that much more. But before we get to that, like I said, in celebration of Nigeria's win today in the World Cup, I will be playing all Nigerian artists, whether they're hip-hop, Afrobeat, whatever the case may be, no matter what part of the globe they're from either, as long as their roots trace back to Niger. That's all I care about. And with that said, that brings me to my first artist, someone that I've had in the studio many times before. He goes by the name of Everything Oshan, and this is his record entitled Fruits, and it's only on Cool Radio. Yeah. Cool. Oh, no. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Ladies and gentlemen, Cool Cats and Cool Kittens, welcome back to the show. It's your man, DM Cool. And back. Back, welcome back, welcome back to Cool Radio. That was my man, Everything Oshan, with his record, uh, Fruits. Pardon me, sorry, blanking out for a second. Um, again, once again, I'm playing all Nigerian artists. I don't care if you're half Nigerian, full Nigerian, whatever the case may be. And this man right here, Canadian-born, but he is uh, half Nigerian, half Jamaican. So once again, shout out to my man, Everything Oshan. Uh, dude's an amazing artist, most definitely. Now, let's get into the main topic of the evening. Uh, we're going to talk about Triple X Tentacion and his untimely demise. So there was a lot of comments, a lot of opinions about his death, the reactions vast, you know, from A to Z exponentially. And a lot of people had a lot of things to say about it. So before I get into all that, let, let's just kind of do a little preface as to what uh, what transpired. So earlier in the week, um, it was supposed to be an attempted, uh, a robbery attempt uh, of Triple X Tentacion, and I believe it was two gunmen who who assaulted him, and that eventually ended, lead, ended up leading into uh, fatal gunshot wounds. So he was pronounced dead shortly thereafter. So when he was pronounced dead, everyone started talking about it. So all the media outlets, TMZ, Hip Hop DX, you, you you name it, basically, and everyone had their opinions on on his death. Everyone you know gave out their condolences and all that stuff. Um, as of right now, they've apprehended one of the suspects. <clears throat> so we'll see how that turns out, um, wh- whether a trial day or not will be said, all that good stuff. So let's talk about, you know, whether or not it's a setup. You know, a lot of people are alluding to that it could be a setup or people were just saying it was a, is a robbery gone wrong or a heist gone wrong, rather. Um, it's up to, up to interpretation at that point, but regardless if, if it was a setup or if it wasn't, it ended up with a casualty. And unfortunately, you know, just for you know, just for the sake of humanity, a, a life was lost at a young age. And I think that's the main thing to keep in perspective. But with that said, I think it's fair that we that we discuss this, dissect it, and expound upon it from all different angles, basically, because 
there's so much to divulge when it comes to the death, the untimely death, the murder, in fact, of Triple X Tentacion. So one thing that I want to say is this, and this is my personal opinion, basically, because I've I've seen everyone else's opinions on social media and you know, some people are on very opposite ends of the spectrum. Some people are kind of in the middle. This is where I stand. So when it comes to the death of Triple X Tentacion, it's a shame that it happened, mainly because of the fact that he was a young individual. He was 20 years old. It's a shame that any 20-year-old, for that matter, had to die, had to lose their life at such a young age. You know, not because of like health or anything like that, but because of the fact that someone else decided to play God. So that's where my remorse stands from. And also to anyone to any loved ones that you may have had that may have seen him in a different light or that just knew him as the person behind Triple X and Tassion. They knew him as like their son or brother or whatever. My heart goes out to them. That I mean that genuinely. Now, with that said, I'm not going to pretend like this guy was the patron saint, so to speak, or you know the upstanding citizen or anything of that sort because the fact of the matter is this guy's track record it's it's very spotty to say the least like we got to keep it 100 it wasn't too long ago that i was talking about triple x and taxi on beating up on his pregnant girlfriend and he and he had done it on a on a multitude of different occasions and you know first and foremost violence is something that i don't condone whether it's a man towards a woman or a woman towards a man i don't condone that all 110 percent and it's not like this happened like six or seven years ago or anything like that like this has happened recently and it's not the fact that it's happened recently, but it's happened on multiple occasions. Like, beating up on your spouse is one thing, but when you're beating up on your spouse who's also carrying your child, that's that's on the next level of of savagery. I'm not even trying to, you know, be clever with the puns or anything, but that is, in all essence, savagery. And then on top of that, you know, he has a penchant for making certain threats towards other people on social media as well. Like physical threats, like come see me here, come see me there, I'm gonna mess you up, et cetera, et cetera, all the tough guy talk. And at the end of the day, when you are breeding yourself into that type of negative energy, it's gonna come back to you tenfold. And this isn't me waving my finger saying I told you so or anything like that. I'm just outlaying the reality of the situation. If you are harnessing and cultivating that type of negative energy, it's going to manifest itself into something that you may not be ready for. So when I see guys like Takashi 69 talking about, oh, I'm on your block right now, come do something, sure, you may have, you may have escaped for the night, but what's going to happen tomorrow, next week, next month, et cetera, et cetera? And I don't, I, it's hard for me to believe that Triple X Tentacion was prepared for that or, is he, or he was even cognizant of that. Mind you, I know, pardon me, that he was making like all these prolific uh, uh, death prophecies upon himself akin to like a Tupac in a sense. Not saying that he is Tupac or comparing him to Tupac, but just making those assertions that he's going to die tomorrow or next week, whatever. But again, this just kind of comes back to bringing all that negative energy to yourself. Like, it's all about manifestation at the end of the day. Once you manifest something and you speak into existence, it's going to happen. Like, if you constantly speak something to existence and you work towards it and you're aiming towards it, then chances are it's going to happen. And I feel like 
the negative energy that, again, that he was cultivating, that he kept on encouraging, this is what led to his downfall, unfortunately. And it sucks that he lost his life at a young age, but at the same time, I'm not going to pretend that he didn't have his own, you know, idiosyncrasies to deal with. Like, this guy was a very... I don't know. Like, I don't want to say troubled individual because I don't want to give sympathy to the way he lived his life. I really don't because I can't give sympathy to somebody who has done so many wrong things. Not to say that they couldn't redeem themselves from it because, sure, there was an opportunity for that. But you got to call it for what it is. Like, this guy did some pretty horrific things in his lifetime, like, especially within a short span of time right before his death. So I can't just say... Oh, man, he could have been this. He could have been that. I, I really can't say it because I don't know. I really don't know. I don't know if he was going to continue on to this trajectory for the next 10 years. And I know people are saying how he was on social media saying, oh, I want to do this. I want to be a better person. And sure, that's all good for the gram and everything. But until you actually put that into actions, then we won't really know for sure if you really meant what you were saying on those videos about talking about doing good and all that. We don't know that at the end of the day. Um, so let's talk about you know, how people should feel about the scenario. It's entirely up to the individual at the end of the day. It's really up up to the individual. Me personally, I'm I'm kind of split in the sense where it sucks that a young man or a young individual, regardless if it's man or woman, lost their age or sorry, lost their life at such a young age because somebody decided to play God. But at the same time I can't I can't scream out, Whoa, it was me. This guy could have been a doctor or a lawyer. He could have been the Nobel Peace Prize winner etc etc i can't say that because like his track record and everything leading up to up until now says otherwise and i just don't condone some of the actions that he partook in and all the rhetoric that he partook in as well before the his untimely demise but at the same time there are also fans out there like fans like hardcore listeners of his music who are just mourning for him and like i can understand that because that may have been someone that you looked up to I'm not going to question you on who, like, your idols are. Like, that's that's your prerogative. I'm not going to play judge, jury, and executioner on that. That's all you. That's your prerogative. Uh, but I, I think it's kind of split at the end of the day. Now, the interesting thing about this entire story is the, the, the comments that we've been seeing on social media, not just from fans, but from celebrities as well and people within the hip-hop community. And one person who came under fire for their comments was Jadena. And me personally, I'm a big fan of Jadena. Big fan of Jadena. Been been rocking with his music since last year, to be honest. I kind of hopped on the wave late, but like I, I really like his music. Um, and he's Nigerian as well, so go figure. But um, he kind of dropped the ball with what he said. And this is why it's dangerous to post a comment on Twitter because there's not enough characters that you can fill into your tweet that can provide context. That's the dangerous part about Twitter. So if you're going to make a statement like that, if you don't have Facebook, then go in your phone, whether it's your iPhone or your Samsung, go into the Notes app. Everyone has a Notes app. Type out your full statement in full detail and then do a screen caption of it, post it on the net, and then let all hell break loose if that's the case at least you know at that moment that you have full context of whatever you want to say but with twitter it's very dangerous i don't have the exact quote as to what he said but he basically said something along the lines of you know imagine if we didn't see malcolm little turn into malcolm x and how devastated we would be knowing that case he says something like that and that got people enraged and i can exactly understand why people would be enraged by that and the fact of the matter is 
is this. You got to look at the bigger picture. You got to have common sense when you're making a statement like that. Let's say if Malcolm Little died as Malcolm Little, as a 20-year-old. Let's say he died when he was the pimp known as Detroit Red, pimping out women and selling drugs and all that stuff. If, he, if Detroit Red, Malcolm Little, Malcolm Detroit Red Little died at age 20, no one would care. No one would give a damn. There would be no Malcolm X legacy. No one would care at all. He would just be another statistic in the black community, especially during that time in whatever year that he was, that he was 20, because not back then, black people didn't even have civil rights. And the fact that he was a drug dealer and, and, and a pimp, his death at that time, if he were murdered, it would have been justifiable because, A, you're already black, so you have a strike against you. And, B, you're the lowest of the low at that, at that point in time. So not only are you black, you're basically, you are three-fifths of a man at that time because there are no civil rights. And then two and three, you're a drug dealer and you're also a womanizer all on the same feet. So no one would even give a damn about that person. We only care about Malcolm X because of the legacy that he left behind after he denounced his life of crime and, and womanizing and all that stuff. So I feel like when you're making a statement like that, you have to be very careful of how you word it because context is key. And you got to look at the bigger picture as well. You got to use your common sense. I get it. I get the fact that he's trying to say that had Triple X lived longer than he could have had the opportunity to change his life around. And if that's what he wanted to say, he should have just said that. But making the, the comparison to a prolific figure as Malcolm X, that's where he takes the L, unfortunately. And... I understand why people, you know, gave him the backlash for it, and rightfully so. Like, I can't defend that, so I, I got to give uh, Jadena the L. I won't give him the Wanks of the Week for that, but I'll give him the L for that, most definitely. So I think it's very important that people need to keep things in perspective in that regard. And then I was listening to The Brilliant Idiot, the Brilliant Idiots, pardon me, with Charlamagne the God and, and uh, Andrew Schultz. And Charlamagne was basically saying how a lot of these people who are tweeting about Triple X right now, where were they? When he was doing all this dumb stuff, why are you just tweeting about him now? Like, why are you trying to, you know, do it for the gram and all that stuff? And I agree. I agree 100%. Like, where was all this talk from all the celebrities in particular about Triple X, about trying to get him to change his life around rather than, oh, he could have been one of the great ones, et cetera, et cetera. And, again, we're in the social media era where we do everything for the gram. We do everything for the likes, the retweets, the reposts, and all that stuff. So, I'm not surprised that, you know, a lot of celebrities are speaking out on it right now. Again, I, I know they want to give out their condolences, but, you know, you got to gotta be able to, be, be able to um, celebrate the roses while we can still smell them. So if they really felt this way about Triple X, then why not give the man this praise while he's still alive? Or why not say, yo, this guy's a good brother, but he's got to turn his life around. I think it's important that we, that we can help him turn his life around. Where was all that talk? You know, before the death. And I understand and agree with Charlemagne 100% when it comes to that because now it just sounds like you're doing it for the gram. Me personally, I didn't say, I didn't say anything like rest in peace related because at the end of the day, I was never a fan of Triple X Tentacion. I'm, be, I'm being very honest about that. Like I've talked about him on the show before, I've criticized him heavily about, about his choices in life. I can't say anything about, about his music because I don't know him as a musician. I only know him through his antics, and that's another product of today's society that we're living in right now when it comes to 
are recording artists. They're more concerned about what they do on the gram, about the retweets and the reposts, rather than their music, rather than the music itself. I know this guy topped number one in the charts. I think it's the hip hop charts, um, uh, most likely, but he probably topped the charts because of the hashtags around his name. And the same thing with Takashi 69. And what Takashi in particular needs to understand, or any artist who's going down that path, is that people aren't going to want to mess with you anymore. Even just today, I I saw a report that Takashi 69 was denied entry into the UK. Imagine if he got paid for doing that. I don't know if he had a show lined up in the UK, but if he did, imagine the bank this guy could have made off of that show. Because Chances are he was going to get paid in British pounds, and Brit- and the British pound is double the value of the U.S. dollar. So this guy missed out on a big payday all because of his antics and how they're kind of following him now. He couldn't even perform at Hot 97 Summer Jam in New York, and he's from New York. So what does that tell you? None of these, none of these labels or any of these you know, events and venues want to carry the risk that comes with someone like a Takashi 69 and that's what these artists need to understand and that's what's led to the death of Triple X Tentacion. So hopefully like Little Peep, like Takashi or Triple um, uh, X, let this be a lesson that like the dangerous life that you're living right now, it will come back to haunt you in one way or another. And in this case unfortunately, it was death. But what do you guys think? Do you guys think that us as a whole should feel more remorse and compassion for the loss of Triple uh, X Tentacion? You know, should we view this from an objective lens? What are your thoughts and your opinions on this story right now? Again, hit me up on social media at Cool Radio CC and share your thoughts. Coming up after commercial break, man, we got trip talk, man. I got we got to talk Jay Z and B. We got to talk Drake. We got to talk, we got to talk Luke Cage. But before we get to that, we're going to continue our Nigeria celebration today. And so this one comes by way of my man Wizkid. This one, this man is straight out of Nigeria. He does the Afrobeat. He's probably the hottest kid in Afrobeat right now. So we're gonna play one of his records, and it's entitled No Wolf, and it's only on Cool Radio. Yeah. Yes, yes, y'all. Welcome back to the show. Once again, it's your man, DM Cool. And welcome back to Cool Radio. Once again, that was Wizkid with Noel. And we are continuing our Niger celebration with the, today's uh, victory uh, for Nigeria in the World Cup. So we got one more Niger song to get into. But before we get to all that, it's time for Trip Talk, all right? So three of the hottest topics that took place uh, in the world of pop culture and entertainment, specifically within hip-hop, as well as other avenues. So with that being said, let's get to it. So... Jay-Z and Beyonce, the talk of the town for the last week because of the fact that they dropped a surprise album on Saturday, last Saturday to be exact. Um, This one was called The Carters, so it was basically a duo album between Jay-Z and Beyonce. Nine tracks in total. I listened to the album. I literally listened to it today, actually, as I was on my way downtown. And my verdict on the album, pardon me, I like it. I like the album. It's cool. Jay-Z and Beyonce obviously have good chemistry together. They've been collaborating together for the last, what, 15 years it's been, roughly, give or take. Um, And they bounce off of each other like it's nothing. Their banter, like, I mean, for goodness sakes, they're married, right? They've been a couple for, like, what, 20 years almost? Um, And, no, I like it. It's a good album. It's cool. Um, I think it's very timely uh, just as far as, like, summertime vibes are concerned. Um, There's some bangers on there. There's, I don't think there's one record on there that I don't care for, but I've only listened to it twice, so I have to give them more listens again. Um, I 
definitely got to give it some more listens, I would say. Favorite record right now, I would say if I had to go back and take it in one more time, there was one record where I think it was Pharrell on production and Pharrell had some vocals on it. I think it was Pharrell. Uh, but if it was Pharrell, then I believe it was probably Nice. So track four on the album. If that was Pharrell, then I think that would be my favorite record because I'm a Pharrell stan. And I think he's one of the greatest hip-hop producers of all time. And him and Jay have that chemistry, that producer-MC chemistry that I love so much. Um, but that would be my favorite record, um, as of right now at least. But yeah, I like it. It was cool. Now, a lot of people are saying that you know Jay and B were throwing shade at certain people on the album. So Jay was throwing shade at Drake potentially he was potentially potentially show, uh, shading uh giving shade towards Kanye and Beyonce was probably potentially giving shade towards Kim Kardashian through some of the songs on the album and people were even joking <laughs> that he was giving shade to Nas because Nas came out with his album uh on well came out with his album on Friday last Friday to be exact um, with the awkward release of having it on YouTube before any streaming platform. And then he got it like by like 11 p.m. up on the streaming platforms itself. And then Jay comes like literally like 12 hours later with his own record, basically. So a lot of people are saying, oh, you still isn't over the ether. Da, da, da. I don't think that's the case. I think I think J&B may have had a plan to have it put out on that day. Um and then also people are saying, well, he's kind of giving shade to Kanye because Kanye's had this rollout of artists come out within like the last four weeks now. So first it's been Pusha, then it's been Kanye, then it's been Kanye Cuddy with their duo album, and then Nas. So people are saying, oh, well, he's kind of giving him shade by kind of interrupting his, his rollout, so to speak. So the way I see it is this. At the end of the day, if you're a hip-hop fan, then you couldn't ask for much more. Now, regardless of how you feel towards you know Kanye or Jay or whatever, because like I said, I'm not really rocking with Kanye these days anymore. I haven't really been rocking with him that heavily for the last five years or so, and the whole 400 Year Slavery thing, that, that was kind of my tipping point at that point. I haven't listened to his new album yet. I will eventually, but I'm taking my dear sweet time with that. Um, but with that said, I think this is a good time to be a hip-hop fan because we're having a lot of artists come out within the summertime that are just creating such a buzz right now, and it's crazy because... It's been a while. It's been a few years since we've had this kind of a rollout, I would say. I think the last time I can think of personally was, I would say, maybe 2013, where you had Jay come out with uh, Magna Carta, Holy Grail. Kanye came out with Yeezus. J. Cole came out with Born Sinner. I think Pusha came out with My Name Is My Name around that time as well. There was a lot of artists that came out, like a lot of big-name recognizable artists that people could put their finger on. And right now it's happening again. So again, like the same people that, that I just mentioned. Um, and on top of that, you also had J. Cole come out earlier with KOD. You had J-Rock come out recently with his new project. I haven't heard it yet, but I've heard good reviews about it thus far. Drake is going to be coming out very soon with the Scorpion album, which we'll get to in a moment, actually. Um, there's a lot of things happening right now. There's a lot of things happening. If you're a hip-hop fan then you got to be happy, man. You have options right now. Like, this is like blockbuster season for movies. Like, imagine getting Black Panther and then Infinity War and then Ant-Man and then The Incredibles all in one go. Like, it's so much to fathom, right? And we basically kind of just did, if you think about it, but not in that condensed amount of time. But nonetheless, um, I think it's cool that hip-hop is doing this right now. 
Um, and I just love the fact that so many artists are coming out. I don't see it as a slight if one artist puts their project out literally a day after. It is what it is, man. People are going to buy what they're going to buy. They're going to stream what they're going to stream. If that's the case, and so be it. Either way, it's a great time for hip-hop fans to be alive right now, and I couldn't be, even, couldn't be any more proud because this just puts more of a spotlight on hip-hop as, a, as an art form and as a culture altogether, whether you look at things from the mainstream side or the underground side or somewhere in between. Either way, I'm cool. But what do you guys think? Do you like the new J&B album? Is it a banger? Do you love it? Do you hate it? Are you somewhere in between? Either way, let me know. Share your thoughts. Hit me up on social media at CoolRadioCC on multiple platforms and share your thoughts. Now, I did mention Drake, so let's get into Drake right now. So this week, actually, uh, there have been billboards posted all over the city. In my city, I mean Toronto, in regards to his uh, new album, Scorpion, which is coming out next week, actually. And on the billboards, on one side, or sorry, not on one side, but on both sides, actually, literally. But basically, on on the top, it says A side, and then on the bottom, it says B side. So now a lot of people are speculating, is this going to be a double-disc album or a double album in general? Um, Me, personally, my biggest critique when it comes to Drake is that he puts too much songs on one album. That's my personal critique of Drake. If I could say one thing to Drake is that give us less and make make us miss you more in a sense. That way we don't go through like a fatigue or anything like that. Because I always feel there's always one or two, maybe even three songs on his projects that I could have done without. You know what I mean? Like Take Care is probably the biggest example of that because he had like 18 or 19 songs. And then even on the bonus editions, which are on iTunes or whatever the case may be, he would add on like an extra two songs. And for me, it's like that album had too many records on it. Like I, I, I understand most people love that record. And like I like it. I think it's a dope album from him. But there are too many songs on the album. I feel like it was to the point where you can listen to it in chapters and segments. And for me personally, there's like three songs I could do without on that album. In fact, the rollout to that album when he was like re- releasing songs here and there, there's one song that he has that I still put in my top five Drake all time, which is Club Paradise. I love that record so much. And to this day, I'm still bitter about the fact that it wasn't on the album. That should have been on the album at the very least as a bonus cut. That song, like it's so honest and it's so like from the heart. Like I appreciate that. And I just feel like that album could have or sorry that song could have stayed on the album you could have gotten rid of practice or or flipping i don't even know man like there's a couple of songs i'm just like you don't need to have it on there and i feel like he does this on every album except for nothing was the same nothing was saying was nice and condensed mind you still two or three songs i didn't like but again 13 songs that's cool i can get with that um more life i mean people say it's a playlist so to speak so i guess having an abundance of records on there would make sense for a playlist, so to speak. So that that's very subjective. Um, but at the end of the day, if it's a double disc, then I would say have 10 songs on one side and 10 songs on the other. Kind of like what Big Crit did with uh, Forever's or or uh, what was his name? Forever's a mighty long time. Yeah. 10 songs on one side, 10 songs on the other. If you do that as a, within the confines of a double disc, cool. But I don't want it to be a thing where it's like too much and it's like you kind of oversteer your welcome or anything like that. So we'll see. We don't know yet. This is all speculation. But nonetheless, what do you guys think? Again, hit me up on social media at Cool Radio CC and share your thoughts on that. And final topic before we get into the Throwback Thursday track of the day, man. We gotta get we gotta talk about Luke Cage, all right? Luke Cage, second season. 
premiered today on Netflix. I got to watch one episode before I left the crib. Um, I'm excited about it because Luke Cage is the show that broke Netflix, essentially. Like, Netflix, I remember when it came out two years ago, September of 2016, and Netflix put out a statement saying how, or there's a news report, rather, saying how uh, the server, the Netflix server crashed because too many people were trying to hop in all at the same time. And this is early Friday morning when Luke Cage premiered on their on their platform. And they're not ones to give out their, their numbers as far as like their metadata and their streaming numbers, what have you. But if your, if your server crashes because an over amount of people that you don't normally have on average are rushing to watch your content Friday morning at 8 a.m., that leads us to believe that Luke Cage broke your server, basically. And it's, I think still to this day, the most highly watched show on Netflix. And that's a big thing. Because like it or hate it, it created a lot of buzz. It created a lot of talk. And this kind of goes back into the discussion of black superheroes or just in general diversity within Hollywood and entertainment. Diversity within the superhero genre as well. Very few times have we seen a black lead superhero with their own show. And now we're seeing this. And it's kind of created somewhat of a black superhero renaissance. We have that. We have Black Lightning on the DC side. We just have Black Panther that came out in theaters and just broke all the records. So this is still going to continue on. And I'm here for it because it's a good show. I think the best aspect of, about the Luke Cage series is the music. And the music tells a story. And every time you have artists that come into... Um, uh, Heartland's Paradise, the nightclub that, that takes place in, the, in that show where they have artists from the old and the new. So you had you had, you had had Jadena as, as a musical guest. You had Raphael Sadiq. You had Faith Evans. You had so many people from like the 70s and the 80s and what have you. Um, the, the one singer, and it's killing me that I don't remember her name, but the woman who says, 100 days, 100 nights. Like they even had her you know, close out the series. Like that was dope. Um, so I just believe that like superhero shows can be done in a different way. And this is one of the ways that Chidari uh, Choker decided to create Luke Cage. And it almost feels like somewhat of like a seventies black poetation show in terms of the music and how it's used, but they don't go to blacks, blacks poetationist with it. Like with the, you jive sucker, you jive turkey, I'm going to get you. Like they're not going to, they're not doing all that. Like that'd be a little too much. And yes, Luke Cage, the original comics were kind of based on black exploitation satire, but I've, I like the way they do it right now in 2018, where they take a few elements from here and there, piece it together, and take the good parts that work with it and just work within their own confines to make something a bit more modern, so to speak. So I'm all here for it. I don't know if I'm going to binge through the entire series this weekend. I don't want to. I kind of want to milk it for as long as I can. Pardon me. And then we'll see how it goes. We'll see how it goes. I think it's a good show. Uh, the first season was pretty solid. It kind of fell off a little bit when Cottonmouth got killed off, but it kind of picked itself back up within the last two or three episodes. Overall, it's a good series, and I hope that, you know, this season can match it or potentially do better than it. But so far, I'm liking what I'm seeing right now. But either way, what do you guys feel about the series? Hit me up on social media at Cool Radio CC and share your thoughts. And now it is time for the throwback, th sorry, the flashback Friday track of the day. And this one comes by way of my man Wale. Now, this record came out nine years ago. Again, Wale, Nigerian. We're doing the whole Nigerian music theme thing, in case you ain't know. Um, this record came out and wasn't on a mixtape, but wasn't on an album either. But I do remember that it came out before his debut album, Attention Deficit. And this one, he mixes the old with the new. He brings his 
his uh, modern day hip hop aesthetic to the to the track at the same time rapping over a classic West African dance record um, that he kind of modernized and made it fun, made it hip, made it sexy, all that good stuff. With that said, we're going to get to it right now. It is called My Sweetie. And when we get back, we have the Wanks of the Week. Keep it locked. It's cool radio. Yeah. Yo, I was straight up sweating during that commercial break. No lie. Yo. Okay. I knew I picked a good record to end off the show. All right. Uh, cool cats and cool kittens. Welcome back. Once again, it's your man DM Cool. Hey, welcome back to Cool Radio. Once again, that was Wale with my sweet tea for the Flashback Friday track of the day. The flashback to a flashback, because that is an older record from um Maybe the 90s, I think. I'm not sure. I got to do my research on that. But apparently it's from a, a Liberian artist, rather. But either way, West Africa, Africa represent kind of forever. Gamaku. Uh, okay. Wanks of the Week. Let's get to it, man. I'm not even going to do the intro to it. We're going to get into it right now. Let's do it. This week's Wankster of the Week goes to the first mistress of the United States of America, who goes by the name of Melania Trump. Now, Melania is getting that wankster because of her poor choice of attire that she chose to wear when she went to go visit the uh, basically the POW camp that was holding all the children and separating them away from their parents. Now, she wore a jacket that stated on the back of the jacket, um, and it stated the following, and I quote, I don't care, do you? Now, this jacket was made by Zara, apparently, and nonetheless, this is a jacket that she could have worn on any occasion. She could have worn it, you know, walking the dog on the street. She could have worn it to a basketball game. She could have worn it to a fashion show. She could have worn it to a potluck. She could have worn it to a picnic. But no, she wore it to a place that has been getting maligned and been getting a lot of negative feedback for the last week or so, yet she chose to wear that jacket with that message of all messages to that type of setting. Listen, this bitch knew what she was doing, okay? She knew she was walking into enemy lines by wearing that that statement of a jacket because of the fact that she wanted to troll. She wanted to get the, the Instagram likes and all that stuff. She wanted the news media outlets to talk about her. Maybe her her pimp her daddy told her to wear it so that we can get the people talking so that you know the fake news could do the reporting and that's a joke as well the uh that leads me to my next statement she says that that was a response in regards to the fake news media outlets and basically saying oh i don't care about those fake media outlets and what they say about what we're doing and all that stuff so that was classless and i get it you guys want to troll you guys want to make fun of everything and 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 stick your nose down and be like hey we're the leaders of the free world but at the end of the day you have to have you can't be tone deaf about a situation like this you have to have the the presence of mind to know that this no matter how you feel about the scenario is a very delicate and serious situation and the fact that you're making light of the fact that you're separating children children away from their parents that to me is disgusting on so many levels so with that being said melania tramp the first tramp of the united states of america i came the first mistress that's what i called her earlier on the first mistress of the united states of america daddy's number one hoe you are getting that wankster of the week do you deserve it of course you do i'm gonna drop on you just like this
And that does it for tonight's show, ladies and gentlemen. I want to thank y'all for tuning in. Uh, next week, there will not be a live broadcast of Cool Radio, so just so you guys know. Um, but we will be back the following week. And whether or not we have a guest, I will keep you informed on that. Nonetheless, I want to thank y'all for tuning in like you normally do. Um, y'all can hit me up on Twitter at Cool Radio CC. Make sure you hit us up on Facebook for the Facebook page. Give us a like on there. Follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Instagram. Um, and then also follow us on SoundCloud to catch all the episodes that you may have missed in the past or the latest episodes and the less. And also subscribe to us on YouTube. We are over 700 subscribers right now. Let's keep it going and catch any video clips that you may or may not have seen already. As always, I am your man, DM Cool. And Cool Radio is a division of Cool Click Media and Entertainment, reminding you each and every day that we are out here creating our own legacies. Keep it gravy and wavy. We are out of here. Peace. And go, Nigel. Go, Super Eagles. Oh, <laughs> easy, people. Cool.